Hello, welcome to the Inspire Me, Inspire You podcast, where I take inspiration, transfer them to you so that you can inspire others. Be a part of the chain gang, chained together, transferring inspiration throughout the world through one chain link at a time. I'm your host, Jesse Chang. chain gang um it's been a while i know but i figured that i would take some time off because i've kind of had a lot of exciting stuff but also a lot of kind of trying to like pick up my scatterbrain of this last couple of days of the year um the school year specifically and i literally have just like everything will sink in once this week is over i have one more week left of this job and if you guys know um from you know my first podcasts i started this podcast when i first got my first adult job um which was a couple of months ago because i graduated college in december and then i started my real job um in january and i started teaching sixth through eighth grade music And it was originally supposed to be full orchestra and choir, but then I got put into a position where it was music appreciation. And so I was teaching students who had just gotten dumped into my class, didn't pick my class, and um, didn't really want to be there. And they had been used to about six months to about a year of just throwing around paper balls, watching movies, not really doing very much, and basically having a classroom of a zoo. And that was not the way that I wanted to run my classroom. It wasn't the way that I wanted to start my first job either. So I kind of changed the dynamic of the classroom, which is not what they liked, but you know, they had to go with it because I'm the teacher. So um, these last couple of weeks, I was hoping to have like a really good um, outlook on these last couple of days with these students um, because I've actually gotten a new job. I am moving to a high school um, to teach orchestra and dance, actually. So if you guys have listened to my other podcasts, you'll also know that I am a huge dancer. I've been dancing since I was three years old, um, and I did ballet up until I was 16 and then kind of did it recreationally and a little bit in college. Um, so it's a really big dream of mine. I'm working alongside my old orchestra or my old band and uh, choir director. And so it's a really exciting thing. And it's kind of a dream job, to be honest. And, you know, with me being so young and me having the opportunity to just kind of follow what my brain and what my passion really wants, um, it has been, you know, I've been on cloud nine, like imagining how exciting this job is going to be. And so that is a bunch of exciting things. Um, I've also just recently become a bridesmaid. So we're also, you know, trying to help plan a wedding and um, I've had a lot more friends here since I've moved back down here since graduating. So it's all been really exciting. Um, but yeah, that being said, I did take a little bit of time off. And today I did want to talk to you guys kind of about like the emotions, but more so the chemistry in your body of the kind of hormones that are going on in your body, especially um, with food, fitness, and just other aspects of your life. Um, and I did want to tie that into a little bit of, you know, my relationship with food. Um, and, you know, we'll go into that in a second. But I wanted to title this podcast, Happiness is a Habit, because it really is kind of like a habit that we incorporate. And I believe that um, if you are constantly a happy person and you're always having a positive outlook on life, it becomes a habit of the way that you actually do approach every single event in your life. And so I wanted to talk about kind of like, you know, really the behind the scenes of what really goes on when you're doing that. And so, you know, hormones are really known to help promote positive feeling of happiness and pleasure, of course. And so some of those, there's four key hormones 
um, that get released through your body when you do certain things. And one of them is dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and endorphins. So if you know anything about these, um, I'm going to delve into the basics of it and you know, you probably will know a little bit about them, but let's just refresh your brain. Um, dopamine is the feel-good hormone. Your brain's rewarded um, for the things that you do. It really is centered towards your learning, your memory, and your motor system. Um, serotonin is it regulates your mood, sleep, um, appetite, digestion, learning ability, and memory. Oxytocin is the love hormone, so that's what's helping a lot of women through childbirth, breastfeeding, and um, strong parent-child bonding times. Endorphins are the natural pain reliever, so it's increasing when reward-producing activities are involved, um, eating, working out, or having sex. Those are the four. Um, Endorphins and serotonin are kind of like the outdoor, like sunlight kind of things. Like So with your endorphins, it's the natural pain reliever, right? So when you work out and your body is like burning and you're working all these muscles and um, whether it's indoors or outside, um, those are the ones that are really going to help you. Same with serotonin, right? So like serotonin is the one that's regulating your mood and um, it does involve whether you know you're sleeping really well and whether you have a really good appetite and whether your digestion is going really well. Um, And so when you're learning new things throughout school, like or just throughout your life, if you're in a conference and things like that, that's what serotonin is um, building in your system. So those are the two really big ones that you're using most of the time. And so, like I said, I do believe that happiness um, is a practice, um, not a pursuit. So most of the time we have to practice being happy. And even when we don't feel like it, I've experienced a lot um, in these past couple of weeks. Um, I've actually started dating again and I um, I've gone on a couple of dates and met some new people, but you know, in the end, after these past couple of weeks, I've kind of realized that you know, dating is stressful, and especially during a pandemic, it's not the easiest thing to do. But also, like, if you're happy being single, then you know, why go out and you know put yourself out there? But I felt the need to put myself out there because for so long I had just been you know holding my hands out and sitting and waiting for like that guy to drop into my lap, and I kind of realized that that wasn't really going to happen. And so I had to take uh, a moment to grow, even though I may not have like, you know, even if my intention wasn't to have somebody who was serious, but at the time, you know, I was like, yo, I'm finding like my person, but you know, that didn't happen. And so I kind of just realized that I was much happier, you know, being single and being in my happy bubble is what I call it than to be out there searching for that person. And so I'm going to, you know, take a step back now from, you know, that big step that I did take of like trying to put myself out there, but I'm going to step back now because now, you know, I have a new job. I'm going to be super busy. Um, and I'm really happy right now being who I am and just doing my own thing. And I really just want to focus on, you know, me. And I know that that sounds selfish, but you sometimes have to be selfish, right? Like, I don't think that it's a bad thing to want to focus on you. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, you're selfish. You just want to do what you want to do. And you know what? That's the reality. Like, yes, I do want to do what I want to do. But for right now in my life and my age, like that's the best thing for me. And when am I ever going to be able to do that again? And the reality of it is like maybe never. So I want to do that now while I still have the chance. The other thing is like when you are creating new habits, um, especially in my life now, I'm going to be creating new habits into a new routine and a new life. It, um, you really do have like deep satisfaction through the new, and I'm putting quotation marks up, you know, like the new habit formation. So you are really excited to always start something new, but it's not always about 
the habit itself. It's about, oh, the fact that it's a new habit that I'm incorporating. Like, that's exciting. And so then once you try to incorporate that habit, that's when it dies. And this is where um, I was actually reading an article to do this podcast. And I was reading about Aristotle, which I'm not a very big historical person. Like, I do do a lot of research and I love learning, but I've never really read like any historical things or any um, philosophy, like concepts, philosophical concepts, if that's really the way that you say it. Um, And I didn't do well in philosophy in school, so I got by by the skin of my teeth in that class. But Aristotle's ethics um, is something that, you know, I read in this article and it says, mind, pleasure and amusement are meant to serve our ideals, Um, rejuvenate us so that we may pursue worthy goals. So essentially, like Aristotle thinks that, you know, your pleasures and like the things that you are really excited about and the things that you're really passionate about, um, and even like entertainment too, they're there to serve like what you need, right? In order to like continue to pursue your goals. So when we learn a new habit, for instance, we are super excited for this thing. So it continues to propel us towards our ideals and towards our goals. Um, but we need something to continue that. And, um, that's, you know, where that comes, that's where the happiness habit comes from. It's like, we have to practice that in order to make sure that the habit sticks. Right. So, um, our aim should not be to pursue happiness, but the practice of it is to develop a stronger character. Right. So, um, the human brain, it's wired and rewired through positive and negative reinforcement. So if you think about that, the human brain is wired specifically to like develop positive thoughts. And that's the way that we want to um, develop our brains because positive, in my opinion, is the best way to live life. Because if you're constantly wiring your brain to have a negative reinforcement, to be negative all the time, then that's going to come around as a habit. And your brain is going to continue to think those negative thoughts. If you push away those negative thoughts and you try to think positively or you try to think of the best way or you try to think uh, of the best of somebody, you're always going to think positively and it's going to rewire your brain to be in that positive mindset all the time. Going back to food, um, when you eat food, dopamine is released um, and stress eating starts. So that's why we create like really bad habits of eating is because dopamine is that you know, that hormone that is released when we're eating. So if we are like constantly feeling stressed and we're like, oh, like I'm stressed and I'm going to eat food. When you're eating that food and it's going in your body, your brain is releasing a hormone saying that like, this is better. It is helping me de-stress. So every single time that you're going to be stressed, you're going to constantly go back to that food because you need that relief, right? It's almost like a drug, right? Like an addiction. Dopamine is also rooted from, you know, texting and emails and social statuses and social media. And so when you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, like, let me check my phone. It becomes a habit because the habit is fueled by the dopamine levels. And so in the morning, if you've ever tried to not look at your phone and walk away, you're always going to come back to your phone because your brain is addicted to that dopamine that, you know, checking social media, being on Instagram, checking Snapchat has given your brain. And so it needs that fix in the morning. So every single time you roll out of bed, you're looking at your phone and you're automatically giving your brain that dopamine fix so you can go along with your day. It's giving you almost the energy to get up in the morning. And so that's kind of like why we're, our screen times go up and you know, most of the time they're going up and they're not going down. If you have an iPhone, like it always tells you oh, your percentage went up by 4% or maybe even more. Um, and so I'm always trying to keep mine down and I don't even really use my phone that much. Um, I went to 
church the other day and then I came back. I went to the mall actually and like three hours had passed and I didn't realize that I didn't have my phone. And so then I like thought this whole time that it was in my car. So I wasn't like super panicked about it, but then I realized it wasn't in my car. And so then I had to like text a bunch of people to try to get like, luckily there are people at the church still like three hours later and they'd found my phone, but it was like so funny because I had no way of reaching that phone. And, um, I didn't know if I was, you know, like I went so long without even realizing that I didn't have it. And so that tells you like, I'm really not on my phone that often and I don't really need it, but that, you know, that kind of stuff does happen. So I'm going to talk about mindfulness and mindfulness is when you're switching your anxiety to curiosity instead. A lot of like my friends have anxiety. I don't personally struggle with anxiety and I, but I know a lot of you guys probably do struggle with anxiety. And so instead of like allowing yourself to be super anxious about everything, try turning your anxiety into curiosity. Like when you, or when your hand reaches for your phone in the morning, think about like your mind and like how your mind feels if you didn't reach for that phone or when you went to go reach for that phone, you decided to go away from it and walk away. Try to be really mindful of like, how do you feel in that moment? Do you feel like you want to reach out your phone or do you feel okay to just walk away? Because that's something that maybe you haven't created as a habit. So be mindful because you can, um, you can't remove a bad habit without some kind of risk, right? So building a healthier foundation first around that habit that you're trying to fix, then beginning to reverse the old one is kind of the best way. So if your foundation um, has been always to reach your phone in the morning, the way that you can go about this is you can roll out of bed and find something in your bathroom. Maybe it's doing your makeup or maybe it's um, washing your face or maybe it's um, listening to a podcast or listening to music. I know that it's still reaching for your phone, but it's not scrolling through social media, right? You're just clicking a, t- a couple of buttons just to turn on some music. So my uh, my advice on that is to be to roll out of bed, to grab your phone, bring it with you into the bathroom, but don't sit on social media. Click a button, listen to a podcast, and that'll be your new foundation for what you're doing, right? So if you decide to roll in the morning and scroll social media, but then go to the bathroom to click that button to do that podcast, even though you haven't removed that bad behavior, you're still laying a foundation for a good new habit. So then later on, the way that you can try to maneuver yourself around that is when you get out of bed, just grab your phone and go to the bathroom instead of sitting there and scrolling. And so that's something that you can shape over time. To where now your new habit is not the dopamine being replenished by rolling over and looking at your phone. It's rolling over, grabbing your phone, going to the bathroom, start doing your makeup and listen to a podcast or some music. That's your new dopamine release because you have created a new habit that way. Um, Charles Duhigg, I have no idea how to say his last name, um, from The Power of Habit. He says that there are five categories of habits. Number one is the place. Number two is the time of day. Number three, the people. Number four, specific emotions. And number five, rituals. In the terms of talking about your phone and the habit that you've placed in scrolling through social media, the place is your bedroom. The time of day is the morning, typically. Um, The people is you and yourself. Um, The specific emotions is the dopamine release in your brain. And the rituals is you grabbing your phone, right? Or there's another way that we can think about it. Dessert is always wanted after dinner, right? So if you're eating you're eating at night, you're eating in your dining room, that's the place, the time of day is the night. Um, The people is you and maybe your family or your spouse or whoever you're having dinner with. The specific emotions is, you know, you wanting dinner because you are hungry. So you're eating dinner and then automatically right after dinner, you always have a dessert. 
So then the ritual is always having the dessert. And so every single day at that time, you're going to want that. So if you change up maybe the time or if you change up one of these categories of habits, it's more likely for you to break that bad habit and then create a new one, right? So that's something that you have to realize. So now that we've talked about food, I want to kind of like change um, what I was talking about to food relationships. So recently I um, have, you know, gained um, maybe about five pounds, three pounds to Um, You know, that kind of fluctuates, especially when you're a fit person and you work out constantly. A couple of uh, days ago, I went to school and I had lunch and I had a salad with avocado and I had an applesauce and something else. And it was like I had had the same stuff for lunch on these two days. One of them was a Tuesday and one of them was a Thursday. In the middle of that, I on a Wednesday, I had like a hot meal. I had pasta. And so um, it was something different than those two salad days on the Tuesday and Thursday. On the Tuesday, I had that salad with the avocado and all that kind of stuff. I'm still convinced it's maybe the avocado. On that Tuesday, I didn't feel very well after eating that meal. And so then on Wednesday, I had the hot meal and everything was fine. On Thursday, I also didn't feel well um, to the point where I actually ended up leaving school early because I didn't feel well. And so after that day, I kind of had convinced myself that it was the avocados in my salad that had caused me to be ill. And so I X'd out salads altogether. And I used to have a salad at least once a day because I would have it for lunch and then I would come home and eat something with more carbs. And so I'm trying to like really balance out my eating schedule, my eating relationship. And so then after that incident happened, I stopped eating salads, especially for lunch because I didn't want to get sick at school. I'd rather have Um, be sick at home. But the reality is during dinner, like I didn't want to eat a salad because in my brain, right, that release of hormones of eating carbs at night and then having that dessert was the thing that I'd always been really used to. And so I didn't want to come home and eat a salad. So I stopped eating a salad altogether for lunch and dinner for any type of meal throughout my day. So I started eating a lot of carbs for lunch and then carbs for dinner. So yes, I gained a bit of pounds there. I also started eating bags of chips. I went and bought a bag of chips for myself and I hit it because chips are my weakness and so are fries. I hit it and then I ate the whole bag within a couple of days. But then once I didn't have any more chips, I was like, oh, let me go buy chips again. And so then I went and went to the grocery store and bought chips. Well, I came back and I ate it like two or three days later again. And then I started realizing, oh boy, like I feel like I've gained a bit of weight. So then I weighed myself and I did indeed. And I felt that more in my body really more so than the scale said it itself. And um, so I kind of realized like, ooh, my eating habits have not been great. So I'm trying to like kind of shift that now to my relationship with food being less carbs and less junk food because now that's affected my relationship with my body, right? Because like my body, I don't feel great in because I've been not eating very well and then I feel that changed my body. So if I can revert back to that habit of happiness with food and the salads and, um, you know, the good stuff, I've never really had an issue with food um, in my life, but Um, if I can switch back to that really good habit of eating that one salad a day and then that good meal throughout, you know, the nighttime for dinner and then maybe not eating dessert every single night, then maybe like, you know, I can get back to that place because I work out every single day. That hasn't changed about my routine or my schedule. Happiness is a habit and it's a habit that we're going to have to practice. Um, so I hope that some of that stuff, like I know that my brain was a little bit scattered with some of those things, but I hope that maybe that like helped you kind of put into perspective what you do in your own life and how you can practice happiness and not just pursue it. 
if you have any other questions, I would be happy to answer them. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at journey that lasts a lifetime underscore in between each of these words. And, um, yeah, you just stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, I don't know what we'll be talking about yet. I think kind of, uh, created a little bit about negativity. So we'll talk about negativity again. You know that my podcast is all a bit, always about habits. I'm hoping to continue to implement that in here, but I hope that you have an excellent week and I'll see you next time. Bye guys. Bye guys.